All right, everybody. We're back again in the middle of Spummer. <laughs> Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. Oh, Chuck, you doing all right? You're doing great, mate. How you doing? Yeah, doing doing really good. Doing really good. Great hearing from many people uh, through social media and through the messages and reviews that we've been getting uh, for Revival Town Podcast. So that's been fun. Yes, it's been really cool. You know what? I'm, I'm, people are beginning to leave voice messages now. That's cool. So if you want to leave one, go to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Click on Listen Now. That will take you to a page where you will see where you can leave a voice message. And if we love it, we will play it right here. Right, yeah. right now. We're going to do one right now? Do one right now. I think we, right? All right. Okay, let's do it right now. Okay, okay sorry. Did I mess that up? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, we're going to okay. play this at the end. Now we're doing it now. Yeah, okay, we're going to do we'll it now. We'll play it on Spummer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you didn't listen to last week's show, then you don't even know what we're talking about. Well, but That's a new word we created. Yeah, we created it, and, and yeah. uh, we're going to stick with it. Yep. Yep, I love it. Here is uh, someone that called into the show, and we, we thought, hey, we're going to play this but we've got two messages this week and you'll hear why so here's allison hi this is allison i just wanted to say revival town podcast is awesome i don't really listen to many podcasts but this one i stay up to date on i am just so blown away by all the great different um people that y'all have on the show their backgrounds and all the amazing information and detail they are so great and so beneficial. And we definitely love Tate and his mate. The kids and I always listen. Thanks, guys, for all that you do. Now, you know what was amazing? Thank you, Allison, for calling yeah, in. Yeah, thanks, Allison. That's really special. What was amazing with this is <clears throat> not only did she call in, but her son called in. What? Yeah. Now, here's what we're going to do. We are not going to play that until after, after the interview. There you go. Because there's a reason why. All right. All right. So if you want to hear uh, Alison's son and what his little message is, stay till after this interview and you're going to be able to hear what his request was. And we're going to try, try and uh, make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. A few weeks ago, uh, you and your church came and was a part of Serve the City. Yes. Uh, which is an event we do at Dream Center. Hundreds of people from many different churches come together. And then we have like 20 service projects that to just go out and impact the city. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And it's something we do every, every uh, spring. And um, you came. Yes, I did. And so it was weird people seeing the both of us out in public because yeah. a lot of people hear us but they don't see us right and uh you said hey andy let's uh i'll come with you you jumped in the mini and we were going site to site because that's how you know f for what i'm doing we're making yeah, sure yeah, that way i got an, an up close look at the impact dream center perry was having yeah on conducting all these service projects and and so <clears throat> we ended up at a new uh, area is a school where we launched DCP Mobile, which is a mobile version of the Dream Center. Where we have just launched um, a shower unit with four showers with bathrooms. We have a mobile hair salon. We have a mobile laundry unit with three washers and dryers, and then we're going to be getting a food truck. And the aim is to take these 
for outreach vehicles <clears throat> to areas where people are in need or are homeless. Yeah. And people uh, can walk out of their house and get a haircut. Yeah. And, and take a bath, get a shower. Uh, people that are homeless, that are laying on a park bench, can get up and get a shower, get a haircut. and um, Get a meal. Just, yeah, get a meal. It's so... Really, it's it's truly remarkable what you guys are doing. And, and so I picked up this homeless guy, Chuck yeah, Tate. Chuck Tate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we we were we were driving around, and um, we ended up at the the barber shop or the the uh, hair salon RV. And um, you started whining. Would you call it whining? Because that's a, that seems a little strong. No, it was whining. Was it whining? Am I, maybe I was, I guess, Plonker's wine. Uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you why I was being vocal about my current situation. Because it was freezing. It was dra- It was. Like drizzling, almost a draining. It, it was draining. <laughs> yeah, it was not summer. It was like winter showing up in the spring. It was crazy. It was just cold rain. I mean, really cold rain. And I was chilled to the bone. And we're just standing outside under these tents. And I couldn't get warm. Couldn't yeah. get comfortable. I was I was miserable. So I'm like, so you had an extra sweatshirt in your Extra Dream Mini, Center sweatshirt. Dream Center. And I mean, I put that baby on and that saved my life for the day. Saved your life again, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Oh, no. But no, it was great serving together. Like I said, people see us, so hear cool. us on the radio. Yeah. Uh, on radio. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yet we were out and it was cool to be able to go around and people were saying, oh, Tate and his mate. Tate and his mate. Tate and his mate. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, another reason why we need merch. It's coming. We've got to get merch. I know. We need to do that. We need to do that. Yeah. This time next year. No, no, we'll get it soon. We'll get it soon. Um, but today you're going to have a a, a real treat. Um, this is someone who um, has literally grown up in our house over the years. And um, a guy called Robert Osborne, who um, came through our church, ended up going to Hillsong College, then ended up in LA and is now... Uh, the youth pastor at Zoe Church, where Chad Veach is the senior pastor. Yeah, and you talk about a journey for this young man. He's only yeah. 22. Yeah. Youngest guy we've had on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you're going to love him, though. <clears throat> you're going to love him, his wisdom. And uh, so we just we just thought it would be just different uh, to have someone like Rob yeah. on, just to bring a young, fresh perspective of the local church and Absolutely. serving. Uh, and so we, we just want you to sit back and relax Grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea, Mountain Dew, Red Bull, <laughs> whatever it takes, <laughs> and enjoy this conversation with Rob Osborne. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All 
All right, everyone, it's time for another fun conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Rob Osborne, is the youth pastor of Zoe Church in Los Angeles. He grew up in the church as a lighting designer, attended Hillsong College in Sydney, Australia, and grew into who he is today through his dedication to God's calling on his life. Rob shares leadership lessons on his journey to purpose and shares his vision for the next generation and what we can do to be part of that. Rob, welcome to Revival Town Podcast. Great to have you. I am so excited. I love both of you so much and uh, cannot wait to jump into all this content. It's going to be so fun. Oh, mate, you know, uh, we go way back, like (laughs) way back. This isn't just like ministry. This is like as a kid, I don't know. Many people may not know this, but Rob grew up in our church, uh, got saved in our church, uh, came to Jesus in our church, experienced a lot of stuff, including mm. his first ever sleepover at my yeah, house. Yeah, I did. Man. I did. Oh, yeah. You, do, you I guys did. do go way back. We go way back. So <laughs> I think I met you, Rob, at Mission Peoria. You, you were did. A teenager, I remember that. Because our friend John, he, he brought me... He bought one of my books. He came up to me and goes, hey, can you sign this for my friend Rob? He's going to Australia. That, that's that's so, I, cool. so I met you, and then you jumped on a plane and took off for Sydney. 41 will come. Yeah. Whoa, hey, you remember. So <laughs> I remember. Oh, um, and, and so, and obviously, we, we don't want to today um, just talk about, you know, you growing up. Because, yes, you, you grew up around our family and uh, your best friends with my boys You've ate a lot of meals at our house. Lots of homemade pizza oh, and come salsa. On. Oh, Friday night. Thank you, Terry. Wait, 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 homemade pizza? What is this? I haven't, I haven't experienced <laughs> oh, Andy's homemade oh, pizza. Oh. You haven't experienced the love of God <laughs> until oh, you have tried wow. this pizza. <laughs> oh. but, but seriously, I don't want us, because a lot of people who are listening to this podcast will go, oh, it's Rob, right? Because a lot of people that follow Revival Town podcast, know me and you and mm. the people we're around. But God has really done a lot through your life and in your life, and you've been on this journey. And so, yes, if if you know Rob, you're listening right now, and you know Rob is that kid behind the lighting board, you want to stay and listen to what God has been doing through the life of Rob Osborne and, and where God's placed him. Yeah, the doors that God has opened. And Absolutely. So I just wanted to set that, Rob, for you more than anything. Um, yes, God used you, and we'll talk about what you did in the local church and how God took you on that journey. But I, I didn't want people to just tune out because they know or they think they know Rob Osborne because mm. I know Rob Osborne and I know the story that God has given you is is just one that god has led you every step of the way mm. and so uh, today we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have fun Me yeah, and there's Rob. a lot of people that are being introduced to you that don't know you and don't Absolutely. know your story so yeah yeah so yeah. so rob why don't you tell us a bit about that journey um embarrassing stories and all <laughs> <laughs> yeah well let, let me roll with the embarrassing stories super easy for me no i'm kidding uh well, you know, all, all of it really started in Peoria. It started at Riverside Community Church. Um, I had the had the most fun while I was there. And uh, I actually was on staff at Riverside as the lighting director. And, uh, you know, I remember I would always come in just ready to set lights. And, you know, I never would complain about setting lights because that was my favorite thing to do. I remember we would come in real late, me and the boys, Ethan and Clay. And yeah. we would come in real late and we'd just... 
we'd be there for no reason. It's a, it was like, we had no reason to be there. We just, every everything that we could find to do at the church, we would just be there to be a part of what was going on, even if we were there alone. Yeah. And so I was, I was, I remember I would go in all the time and just set lights, um, be a, be a part of that team and be a part of growing the production team at, at, uh, Riverside. And so many cool stories have come out of it. And, you know, so many people knew me as the lighting guy and, and that's really what I was labeled as for so many years. And it is something that God's graced me to do. I love doing that kind of stuff. It, yeah. It's creativity. It, you know, people can be creative in that way. And so I loved doing lighting and, you know, me and Andy, we, uh, we had a lot of, of time together when it came to lighting and, you know, especially during Christmas time and, uh, Chris, Christmas time was up. really interesting in the life of Riverside community church, because we, this is no ordinary church when it came to Christmas. It, you know, we really would put on, we were actually in an old theater. And so it was super easy for us to put on these these Christmas shows almost. But, you know, we didn't want them to be way too set up. We just loved the thought of having lighting. Like, yeah. I, I just remember all we would talk about is how we can get the lighting to just look phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're building Christmas trees out of big planks of wood. And we got lights everywhere and middle of the show and... You know, we got thousands of people sitting in the auditorium. I, I mean, maybe a thousand. I think it sat with a packed full. And, you know, we're, we're running lights. Middle of the show, everything just starts going crazy. And, I mean, we're just, me and Andy are upstairs. We have to know that there's a balcony upstairs. And then to get to the lower level, you have to go through a corridor on the left side and you have to like go down the hallway, go through the staircase and through the side door. Well, me and Andy, our first instinct is jump. We got to get we got to get to (laughs) (laughs) boom, jump. We got to get to the stage. We rush the stage. And I mean, when I say rush. Andy was skipping down two steps at a time down the staircase. (laughs) And I looked, I looked, I looked back at Andy. I've never, first of all, never seen Andy move that fast, except for when Terry would say that the salsa was done. And then as we're walking down, as we're running down, I'm crawling under the stage. I'm, I'm crawling. I I mean, middle of the whole thing, thousands of people. I'm sitting under the stage and all, it was like the Lampoon's Christmas vacation when he plugs in the lights. And I go, this is it. And I mean, we just, I plugged in the lights. And right when I, right when we felt the plug, everything started to work again. Everything uh. went on. Every, and I look at Andy and I mean, he is gasping for air, gasping for air. I mean, you know, he, 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 he was, he, it was all Andy and Andy maybe had nothing to do with the fixing of anything but his, his <laughs> momentum and morale to getting me down the stairs to plug in these lights was everything but anyway you know we have all these fun stories there's oh, so yeah. many more fun stories yeah. i mean these are just the, part this of the is just one of the stories that eggs <laughs> we, we we share these stories all the time whenever we're sitting around with people and uh but there were so many more serious things to it. It was a lot of conversations that I would have with Andy where I would sit in the room and he would just tell me he believes in me more than I believe in myself or he sees me going farther than the lighting board. And yeah. 
I just, I, it's those kind of conversations that has truly changed me and, and led up to, well, in 2016, I didn't know what I was going to do. I never wanted to do the traditional college thing. I didn't, I didn't want to go to community college and, and get my gen eds and, and go and try to figure out my passion in life. I knew I was called to ministry. I knew I was going to have to cross that bridge at some point. And I remember Andy actually introduced me to something like Hillsong College. He was like, he was like, just just start praying on this and, and pray on this idea. And then also Joe Greenwald, which was my youth pastor at the time, and just just multiple people praying for this this opportunity to go out to Sydney, Australia. And so I leave. Um, long story short, I went to Sydney, um, studied at Hillsong for a whole year, and that really was where God changed my life. God really changed and and did so many different things in the year 2017, right out of high school. And then from there, I came to visit LA. I came right out of 2017. I came with Joe Greenwald out here to LA to visit. And we ended up um, stumbling upon Zoe Church. And I knew about Zoe Church. Um, I've heard Pastor Chad speak at Hillsong before. And so we just came to visit. We, we decided to um, stay for the service. And afterwards, I got to see baptisms. And I got to talk to Pastor Chad afterwards. And he says, hey, you should, you should uh, sign up for ZLC. And I didn't know what ZLC was, but it was Zoe Leadership College. And so I actually ended up signing up for that. I got accepted. And then I did a whole year in 2018. I did a whole year of college just to finish off um, and get my degree in ministerial leadership. And so here we are today. I'm three years into L.A. And uh, I still haven't made it, but, you know, I'm still on this journey. So it's so fun. And what's amazing, I'm, I'm going to pull a few things out of there. You know, for me, at, at that time when um, when Rob was doing all the lighting stuff and everything, I was over the I was the creative director at Riverside at that time. And for me, I I have two kids. Well, I've got three kids, but two of them are very creative. Not saying that Joy isn't, but at that time, um, the two boys were very creative musically, um, and. I was seeing this generation always being told that they can't do something. Um, I was always seeing the mistakes being pointed out more than what they were doing. Mm. Mm. And um, for me, it just got to me. And I think it's because as a kid, for me, I, I was a creative as well. And I, I wanted to push the limits, not, not on... Um, whether it was right or wrong spiritually, I'm not on about that those limits, but just why can't we? And we, we have this conversation all the time at our house. Why can't we have the best production? Why can't we have the best storytellers? Why can't we have the best artists in the church? What? Why is it that we're always our our um, level of excellence is we're always looking at someone outside the church? Why can't that be the other way? Mm. And um, I always remember putting guys like Rob and Ethan, and, and there's many, many other kids uh, that have been involved with Mission Puri and other things at the Dream Center, putting them in places where normally it would be older folks doing stuff. Hmm. Because that's where they learn. That's where you can mentor. That's where you can... And, and I think the church sometimes looks for these professional people all the time, yet the, the right people are right there ready to serve the thing that was amazing about rob and many of the kids that are around at that time 
was, and he you, he mentioned it about being at the church late. I mean, they got in trouble quite a few times being at the church too late. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, but their heart to serve the house. Yeah. And Rob's mm. heart, and I think that's going to come through the conversation. Um, you know, he's now, just so that people can, can get a perspective, he's now the youth pastor at Zoe Church, which is led by Chad Veach. Chad may not be... You may not know of Chad. Um, if you follow any big church conference type of thing, Chad is on the list of speaking. Um, an amazing leader, was the youth pastor, I do believe, for Judah Smith for many years. Rob now gets to sit under that leadership and yeah. be a part of that. And so today we're going to unpack this a little bit um, about his transition now from learning and he's still learning but learning through a college way to now being with someone like a chad and zoe church and really now what he's been planning all these years of getting into ministry he's now really able to do it not that none of it has, has been hasn't been ministry up to this point because it has it's been a training ground mm. but now you get to serve the local church in this capacity rob what yeah. has it been like for you making that change? Well, you know, ser serving in this capacity has just been, like you said, it's been a lead up kind of thing. And it's been something that I've always been passionate about. It's, it, you know, something that's so important to me has always been serving the church. I've always put the church before anything, before any job that I've ever had. I've always put the church first. I would I would always take time off of work to make sure that the priorities of the church were my priorities, because I believe that it's the Great Commission to build the church. It's the Great Commission to spread the gospel across the world. But how, how are we going to do that? It's going to be through the local church. It's going to be through planting churches and and really, you know, flying with that vision. So my whole goal is to back the vision of the church that I'm a part of. I'm, I'm here to back Pastor Chad's vision up. I'm here to really, what what's the mission of Zoe Church? Well, I have to catch that. I have to receive that. And then if I agree with that and I stand with that, I'm here to push that forward. I'm not here to change that. I'm here to push that forward. And I'm really, help, I'm, I'm just here to help lead others into that who might not know and might not have the priority of the church on their shoulders like I feel like I have. Well, I'm here to help you understand, well, this is the call of God that's on your life. There's a purpose that God has for you, right? Our, our All of our purposes is to see souls saved. Our, our whole goal is to love others well. Our whole goal is to see souls come to know who God is and find that freedom. And so that's really, you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to help lead. Wow, that's good. And, and obviously it's been a um, roller coaster ride because you're going from um, serving the church and you've served it well. To mm. now being given responsibility that's new, right? You, mm. you're, you're, you know, you're heading up uh, the youth ministry there. What have been some of the challenges? You know, you're, you're fairly new into it, but what are some of the challenges and and some of the praise reports of, of just what you've been doing? Well, we we just recently have started, and so um, it's been super cool to see how people have stepped up to want to lead because obviously we don't have a youth here right now. We we've never had a youth youth ministry here. We've definitely done youth connect groups, which is like our crews. We, we have like small, uh, small groups where kids will be able to come. Um, but this time we're really putting an emphasis on, Hey, we're, we're here to build our youth. And so some of the, some of the things that have popped up over the last three weeks could only have been God. I remember I got a phone call from a guy who runs um, a shelter out here for youth. 
um, it's it's called Covenant Hope. And he calls me the other day and he says, what are you guys doing for youth as far as like activities um, outside of church? What are you guys doing for youth? And I said, that's so funny that you asked because we're just now starting our connect groups. And my connect group is a basketball connect group. Connect groups are just hangouts. I'm just there to hang out with you. I'm here to talk to you about God. I'm here to just be myself, be who I am and just lead you to God. Right. And in, in a hangout way, I'm just hanging out with you. And he calls me and and I tell him, yeah, we're going to have it on Monday nights. And he goes, oh, great. I'll pack a bus full of youth and I'll bring them to your connect group. Great. <laughs> Crazy, right? But the thing with that is, is like, I remember going into this thinking, man, I'm not, how am I going to get youth? And I remember God speaking to me and saying, it's not your job to recruit. You're, you're not going to recruit anyone. Right. And when you do, that's when you'll see that leaders don't want to be a part, but don't recruit. And so I stopped recruiting people. I remember the first week that I got on, I was like, you're passionate about youth. Are you passionate about youth? I, I can't wait to get you apart, right? That's like what recruiting is. And God really told me, hey, this that's not what this is all about. And so I stopped recruiting people. And the the lead from Young Life, Young Life is is who's in schools. Um, they, yeah. they are in the schools. They run this thing called Club. They teach kids about God during lunch times. And the lead reaches out to me and says, I want to meet you on Sunday and, and talk about how we can get involved with the youth this fall so that you guys can get into schools. I get a call from a teacher the other day that says, hey, I want to start a worship ministry this fall in, in my school, and I want you to you guys to be a part of it. All these things popping up. Anthony from Covenant House calling me. All of these crazy things just popping up. It's like, this is God showing us that this is something fresh and something new that I have the opportunity to lead. I just have to lead it well. I have to make sure that my I stay consistent, that the culture that I create is consistent and well. And so I'm just excited for what's to come out of Zoe U. Man, I love that, Rob. You know, it's so cool to, to see that the hand of God is on you and to mm -hmm. look at your life and to look at where you were and to look at where you're now and to hear about that journey. What I love is that you have been willing to follow God's leading. And you're a younger guy. You're in your, what, early 20s? Yep, right. 22. All right, 20, 22 years old. And I remember looking back on my life, I grew up in church and served a local church. And I would sometimes get kicked out of the church for staying too late. And my friends and I, <laughs> we would, we back in the day, played laser tag in the church and turn all the lights off. And, 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 but we were always there, always at the church, always serving, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the word that I, that comes to mind when, I look at you and I hear your story is faithfulness, mm. you know, and I think so many, especially a, a younger generation that's perhaps listening to this today, if you will serve God through the local church, like Rob is doing, God will open up doors just Absolutely. like he's done for you. So it's really mm. encouraging to sit back and to see what you're accomplishing for the mm. kingdom of God. And it's because you're willing to be faithful. Yes. Mm. Mm. Well, tell us a bit about Zoe Church. What was it that drew you to what they were doing? <clears throat> I've known about them for many years. Um, but just just tell us a little bit, because there's no church building, right? You haven't got a church building or anything. We don't have a church building. No, sir, we don't. Uh, but we're so excited because we are praying for one. We have faith for one. Uh, and I'm really believing that this year is going to be our year for a building. Yeah. But Zoe Church, you know, we're just a bunch of radical people. We're just after seeing souls, one for the cause of Christ. What drew me to Zoe was the fact that they were just, they don't ever go one service without asking people, do you want to be saved? 
do you want to know this love that God that God has for you? Do you want to come come to know that you do want your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? I love that about Zoe because we're constant. We have such an evangelism spirit on our on our church, but we also have a discipleship spirit. That's what our connect groups are, and so I love the community. You know wh- what I love most about being part of Zoe is the community that I get to be a part of. It's a, it's like none other. So Zoe just feels like home to anyone who walks through the doors and. It's never been, I've never been a part of something like it. I, I know that what I grew up in was a great community and it was so home feeling, right. but to be somewhere so large in such yeah. a large city like Los Angeles and to have a community like Zoe, it's absolutely crazy. It's like having, we have a large church, but with a small community feel. Yeah, that's good. And tell us a bit about COVID because obviously California has been a little bit different than a lot of places. I know the church that my son goes to, uh, Clay, he's in LA and goes to Mosaic Church where Pastor Irwin McManus is at. Uh, they, they haven't gone back to any uh, services yet. Um, uh, what, what are you guys doing uh, at Zoe? Yeah, so COVID, COVID-wise, it, it really, to be honest, we thought it would affect us very, you know, obviously everyone thinks COVID would be so effective on everything. It would be effective on the church, but you know, I think last year we saw an abundance in Zoe more than we more than we've seen in the years that we, we've only been open for five years. We, we've only been in church for five years. And so we're coming up on six. And I think the biggest thing is, is that we just really had faith that last year we weren't going to let our circumstance uh, dictate our, our mindset on who we know God is and what he can do. Right. I think a lot of us lost that. A lot of us took that, took that burden and put it on our shoulders and said, okay, I got to carry this throughout, throughout this year because it's just what's happening in the world. And I think that's super important to, to carry, to carry burdens as well. But yes, we have to realize that we have to have faith. And that's what Zoe really carried last year was, was just a faithful spirit in saying, okay, we're not able to be in person, but we're going to create the best online experience that people can, you know, turn on their TV and or they'll be driving in their car. They'll be doing their dishes and they'll just be able to feel the presence of God. And I think there's something great that comes out of excellence. There's something great that when you have that spirit of excellence and something that I've always been trained up on, even being a part of Riverside, but just being a part of Hillsong and being a part of Zoe is excellence is key because excellence breeds that consistency that flows out of the culture of Zoe. It's like, oh, I'm, I know what I'm walking into. I know I'm walking into an, a, a church that really believes that excellence is key and that it can really lead to, you know, God showing up. And so that's really what we held on to last year. And we saw an abundance like none other. And I don't know if you know this, but Zoe actually means abundant life. Mm. It's a Greek word for abundant life. And so we really took that on last year. Hey, mm. even though we're in the middle of this thing, yeah. we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. We're still living in abundant life, and we have to really and truly believe that. And here we are. We're coming out the other side, and I really see, you know, the and I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm so excited. Man, you know what's so what's so cool about that is in 2020, your pastor, Chad Veach, released a book called Help, I Work With People during a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. October 2020. And um, what's cool about this is a, a couple episodes ago, we had on a literary agent named Esther Federkevich, and she <laughs> is your pastor's literary um um literary agent and she's mine mm. as well and so i i you know i i'm already a fan of, so of chad cool. you know faith forward mm. future was his first book so let me ask you a question what do you love about serving with a, a man of god like chad beach 
Yeah, well, someone like Pastor Chad, he makes it so easy to serve under his leadership. Why? Because it goes back to the whole idea of uh, being a dirty shoulder leader. Do you, do you know what that means, being a dirty shoulder leader? Basically what that means is he raises people up like none other. He is always lifting other people up. He's always believing in someone else more than they believe in themselves. And the other thing that I love about him is the fact that I know I'm serving under someone who knows the Bible in and out. He knows the Bible so consistently, and he he's such a consistent leader. And the culture that we have at Zoe Church really is just passed down from his life, how he leads so well, how he leads his family, and just how he truly sees the best in me, even though I don't see the best in myself. And I've seen that day in and day out for three years straight. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Boy, when you get to serve around people like that, yeah. It, it's one of those things, you know, you talked about excellence. Even excellence in a leader, you see it. Right, and, mm-hmm. and that excellence is how how they move others with that person, right? Being mm-hmm. able to, come on, we're, we're, here's the vision of the church. Here's the vision for your life. Even though you don't see it, you're going to come with me because we're going to bring that out of you. And uh, I love that about Chad. And obviously, mm-hmm. and you know this, um, at the Dream Center, in Peoria, we have a massive sign on top of our building. We have an eight-story building, and on top of the building, it says, Jesus is. And that's a question, and it's a statement. It's, it's a question for people in the city, and it's a statement. Jesus is what? He's healer. Yep. He's help. Fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. And um, that whole thing, for me, came from reading a book by a guy called Judah Smith. And mm-hmm. uh, Judah is... Uh, very close to Chad. Chad was his youth pastor for many years. Obviously, you get to be around a lot of people, Rob, that come into LA just because of who Chad is, uh, whether it's a Brian Houston or a Judah Smith. or What are some of the things that you have, you're, you're able to take away being around a lot of men of God that come in uh, into mm. that area? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think all these guys that we would consider giants in the faith, or we look up to them as giants in the faith, they would never consider themselves the giant. Right. They would always consider their team. They would always consider those around them giants. I remember sitting in on staff meeting at Hillsong in 2017, and Brian Houston said, I just hope that my staff would feel that I am a dirty shoulder leader. That's where I got that, that wow, term from, wow. dirty shoulder leader. He said, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm allowing, you're allowing your shoulders to get dirty from raising everyone else up, giving everyone else a platform to use their gift, pulling potential out of people that they might not have ever seen in themselves. And these people that we look up to as giants in the faith are just servants of God that have been graced with a global influence, but they have made the decision every day to lay down their life for the the cause of Christ and know that what they're a part of is bigger than them. That's so good. Yeah, that's great. What, what, um, you know, you've, you, you've touched on about the youth and the connect groups and things like that, but where do you see the culture, especially in LA, uh, of young people right now, especially with, with their opinions or lack of towards church? Where are you? Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's, I mean, you're in LA. That's a hard, hard city to try and convince people about jesus i know it's hard to do that anyway but especially in you know hollywood area and everything else tell us a bit about how you're trying to do that yeah 
Well, creating youth culture that's passionate about the next generation is, is probably one of the most challenging things that I've been dealing with because the culture will all start with how I treat the youth ministry. And culture is tricky because you can talk about, about it and not have it. It's not about what you say from the microphone. It's about what people are saying after, right? It's not about what you say. It's about what you hold people accountable to. And if you're fun, it'll be fun. If you're consistent, it'll be consistent. What you feed will grow. It's this It's this saying, what you feed will grow, what you starve will die. And we have so many people from so many different backgrounds who are wanting to be a part of growing the youth here at Zoe. And for me, it's the biggest challenge to stir up the culture in every one of our leaders and make sure that they truly catch it. And then they run with it. Because here's the thing. I don't want a bunch of people that look the same. I want a diverse culture in our leadership team. And with that means I have to accept that they're going to be broken people. They're going to be anxious people. They're going to be people who don't have family. But the, the thing that, that we all have in common is that we're all anointed by God. Yeah. And so creating culture is the most important part of who we are. Outside of honoring God, the most important part is creating that culture. You know, so here we go. And like, I'm passionate about the youth. And now everyone else is passionate about the youth. Yeah. And it all comes back to how I lead that culture. That's good. That's so good. What, what do you see as uh, just a few weeks ago on Revival Town podcast, we had Stephen Brewster on who is a culture expert, especially within the church. He's behind a lot of the stuff that happens happened at Crosspoint in Nashville, at Elevation, uh, many, many other huge um, churches. He's like a consultant that would come in and help with the culture. I asked mm. him this question, and I want to ask you, what do you think are some of the enemies of culture within the church? Ooh, some of the enemy of culture. Um, I think some of the biggest enemies, one would be insecurity. I think people that are just insecure in who they are, uh, you they, they tend to go against culture. They tend to have this um, spirit about them that's like, I want to chase my own vision. I want to do my own thing. And I think that's one of the biggest, biggest faults that we have um sometimes as servants of the church sometimes that even i would have had but i had to lay down lay that down right and say yeah. it's not about my vision it's not about my mission i'm here to serve the vision that god has given the lead pastor which in my case would have been either pastor john or then pastor brian and then now pastor chad i i have to back these visions and these missions if i don't agree with it it's i i'm not i don't have to stay there right but my my biggest thing is that if I'm there and I'm committed, it's not my I'm not changing anything because I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to change the culture. Matter of fact, it's just going to make me even more insecure than I already am. And so my my biggest thing is, hey, I'm here to push this culture forward. I'm here to here to the biggest thing at Zoe. We say we want to release leaders. Yeah. We want we don't want to hold people in with a tight fist and say you're all ours. You're everything that you have is all no we want to we want to raise you up and then we want to release you and say hey we're so excited for what's to come through your life we're excited for you to get serving at this church we're excited for you to get to know the vision know the mission and we want to release you into that calling and be all that god has called you to be and that all starts with you being a, a servant leader that says i'm all in on this vision and it's not my job to change it that's good Man, if we just had a few more of you, we could, I think, turn the world upside down, Rob. Come on. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks, Chuck. 
I tell you what I want to touch on because this was something that you did a, a few years ago uh, when you were still in Peoria, hmm. just before you left for Peoria. Um, but I, I, I just, I feel like it's, it's part of who you are. And this is the whole uh, Love Others movement that you really mm. started. And um, you want to just share about what was behind that back then and, mm. and, and what may be even happening right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- loving others is just, it's always been a passion of mine. And it's always been a passion of mine to see kindness and love become the cool thing again. You know how like we think we we always see videos of like uh, someone being super kind to someone at like a grocery store. They somebody pays for the person behind them at a in a drive through, and those kind of things get to us. They 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 just make us so thankful for and grateful for people in our life. I'm like, what if that could just be the cool thing again? What if we could make that the thing? And so just coming out of a small town and seeing a world that it a world a little bit, I've learned to appreciate everyone for who they are. And know that they have so much to offer in the world. And this this whole thought was was birthed from a feeling of freedom that I received when I would simply love someone, no matter what their past or present looked like. And I just wanted to see the gold inside of everyone, right? And try my best to pull that out of them. And so it wasn't even going to turn into a clothing brand. But everyone said, oh, you should put this term, this this thing that says love others, you should put it on a sweatshirt. And then after I made one, obviously I did others because they were like, Oh, well, you should make a shirt. Well, you should do other things. And then um, I actually had a guy that come up to me and say, I make leather goods. I would love to help you do do leather goods. And so all these things started coming up. You could tell the wind of heaven was at its back. And so um, I was like, like, hey, if people are down to spread the word, love others, let's do it. And clothing was the best option at the time. So it was super cool to have a small team of people that turned into a global influence. We actually sold to six countries in 10 days, within 10 days of launching. So it was super wow. cool to be a part of something, but obviously God had bigger plans to see them and seeing them roll out has been so incredible. And, you know, I'm just so thankful that loving others is still my mission. Now it's just in a, a larger capacity. Wow. Yeah. That'll preach right there. Mm. <laughs> so are you, are you, are you still doing any of that, Rob, the, the shirt stuff, or is that, is that now have you moved, obviously putting your attention now to Zoe and what's going on there? What, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm going to stick to building the vision of Zoe. I'm still going to be, uh, I, I just want to make that my life mission. I want to make loving others, my life mission. I don't, I don't just want to make it a t-shirt. I think t-shirts are cool. I think that's a great way to spread, spread the word about things, but I think loving others is just who I want to be. It's, yeah. it's in my heart to just love others for who they are and, and pull that potential out of them, show them and put it back inside of them. So really that's just my goal we're not i'm not doing anything with it i actually haven't done anything with it since 2018 and um but i'm just so excited because with me not doing anything with it like as far as shirts and merchandise i can still live that out i can still be who that said you know that saying is it's like that's who i am man rob i love your heart i love what god's doing in you and through you and i know that Mm. you are definitely inspiring people who are listening today can you take a moment and pray for perhaps a, a, someone that's that's your age that's, man, they've been stuck and mm. they know they need to step out. Maybe somebody else has been, you know, um, prodded to begin serving the local church. Mm. And obviously hearing your story and how you've been faithful in serving the local church and God has promoted you and he's opened new doors. And uh, God obviously 
works through people like you who are willing to lay down your own agenda and just say, hey, I'm here to serve. And mm. I think that that's what God's done. So can you can you pray for yeah. listeners today? Of course. And and just real quick, just before I do pray, I just I want to throw this in there. Um, I, I, I know that some something that has been one of the hardest things that I've gone through this last year is is the the hardest life lesson I would say is the world won't change if I don't change. Mm-hmm. And change change is hard. Going through change is one of the most daunting things about life. And you hear people all the time complain about how crazy the world is, how they want it to change. But if 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 you tell them to make the first step, it's like, what me? No, not me. Do you think there's something wrong with me? You know, I, I'm perfect. There's nothing I need to change. Right. These people are crazy. They need to change, not me. But you see, the the outside world is a reflection of who we are all in the on the inside. And all of this madness that's you know taking place around us, it's it's a result of our collective consciousness. And unfortunately, it's a very polluted consciousness. It's not just them, it's us, us all. If we want the world to change, we have to all start with ourselves. And trust me, there's something wrong with many of us. I have stuff that's wrong with me, with you, with me, with he and she. It's like we all have something wrong. We can change. We just have to be committed to changing it. So I'm really gonna pray that we would we would be committed to change. Yeah. We would be committed to not just um uh, saying to change, not just posting on social media, hey, we need change and I want change and and this and that. It's like, no, I'm committed to changing who I am and I'm committed to loving others well. So let's pray that over um, everyone and and specifically let's pray that we would we really catch the vision of yeah. if the world the world won't change, I don't change. Let's go for Amen. it, Rob. Great. Yeah. So God, I just thank you so much um, for who you are. God, I thank you that you are a never-changing God. And God, I just pray that we would begin to um, catch your vision for our lives. God, I pray where we fear feel lost or we feel fear in our hearts. God, I pray that we would know that that failure is not an option, God, but that or that giving up is not an option, God, and that that failure is just a stepping stone to what is next. God, I pray that you would put it in in our hearts. Um, to become the change that we want to see in the world, that the world won't change if we don't change. So God, I pray that you would begin to put in a spirit of freedom on people's lives, um, release burdens off of people's shoulders. God, I pray right now for anyone that's stressed out, that, that just feels like they don't know where they're going in life, that you would you would instill in them that you have not um, birthed in them a spirit of fear, but a spirit of freedom and and. And, and a spirit of, of sound mind. And so God, I just pray that you would begin to um, work in people's lives, that the wind of heaven would be at their backs and that they would know that you have a purpose, a plan and a calling on their life. And so God, we thank you for it. And thank you. Thank you for um, this podcast. Thank you for the way that it's changing and reaching the globe. And we pray that it would reach many more. And God, it's in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rob. Thank you. That's awesome. And, um, I know that people are listening, especially folks your own age, that want to connect with you. Mm. Uh, what is the best way for people to follow what you're doing? Obviously, there's Zoe as well. So just just let us into a bit of your world. What, what's the best way for people to, to connect with you? Yeah. Well, obviously, um, social media is a huge thing right now. So um, I'm on Instagram at rob.osborne, O-S-B, and I had left the O out in the mm. second name because it wasn't available. So it's O-S-B-R-N-E. And then also, if you want to follow along with what Zoe Youth is doing, uh, we're, we haven't started it yet, but here's the shameless plug. It's Zoe.Youth, 
we haven't posted anything yet. We have we haven't put anything up, and um, I think we have like four followers, but it's Whoa. because we haven't announced it yet. So, right. yeah, if you want to follow there and follow along with what's coming, and really follow along from the beginning, that's where you can follow it. Zoe dot yth. Super cool. Cool, great. Well, Rob, thank you so much for being on, but we are not done mm. because it is the big three. Okay. The big three. The big three, which big three. we've heard from a lot of people. This is actually one of their favorite parts of the interviews. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, Chuck, you're going to start us off? All right. Okay, here we go. The big three. Question number one, Rob. Obviously, you grew up in central Illinois. You journeyed all the way to Australia. Now you're in L.A. What is your favorite spot to hang out in in Los Angeles? Ooh, well, um, my new favorite spot is called Tartine. Tartine is in Santa Monica. They have, they have the best, and I'm saying this, and out of you know, I don't eat carbs all the time. I'm not, I'm not in on this whole, uh, you know, eating bad kind of thing. But I will <laughs> say they have the best chocolate croissant if you have it warmed up oh just the oh. butter that's inside of it and Man. you enjoy it after a sunday service praise god praise oh. god yes. <laughs> revival <laughs> town <laughs> yeah yes yes all right rob i got a i got a question for you um if you were oh this is gonna be fun if you were gonna try and explain to someone about peoria illinois how would you explain it <laughs> <laughs> Peoria is a big metropolis that just surrounds one big fast pro shops. That's how I would describe Peoria, oh Illinois. To you. No. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Guys, come on. It was a joke. Oh, oh, no. oh it's great. Everyone. Okay. <laughs> hey, it was, that was a good one. Okay, Chuck, last one. <laughs> All right. Um, number three. <laughs> Would you rather wear sock puppets on your hands or flippers on your feet? Oh gosh. <laughs> and this is is this permanent for the rest of my life? <laughs> the rest of your life, bro. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with uh the sock puppets on my hand because here we go. I'm getting spiritual with this one. Don't laugh. I would call one goodness and one mercy, and I would just say these are following me all the days of my life. <laughs> message my sermon last oh, weekend that so very, good that very scripture yeah. so yeah, yeah. man I, I was only missing sock puppets <laughs> oh next time next time well, yes. rob, rob it has been awesome having you on the podcast today i know you have inspired a lot of people especially mm. young people that are listening uh your journey is incredible and we're we're just enjoying watching what's going to happen uh in the future we're praying that we can be a part of it uh, mm. like we have in the past and, and just how God has really blessed you. And so uh, we want to want to thank you for being on Revival Town Podcast today. Mm. Chuck, this has been good, right? It's been great, man. Thank you so much, Rob. Great to mm. connect with you again. It's, it's so awesome to see all that God is doing in you and through you, and you can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to talk to you guys more. I love um, you guys so much. All right. Yeah. all right. We'll see you soon, Rob. Thank you, mate. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Man, that was good stuff. It was. You know, pr- uh, I'm proud of him. You know, you know, I, I 
remember him, like you mentioned, talking to me and just saying, Rob, go for it. You know, if you're going to go somewhere, go to a good college that's local church driven, you know, and he went, went for Hillsong and rest is history. Yeah. And uh, the stories that he could have shared, I mean, some of the funny stories of him in, in Australia and also, you know, Chad Veach's church, you know, and I appreciate him not going into it and I'm not going to mention names, but there's a lot of celebrities that go to Zoe Church. And uh, Have you been there? I have been there. Okay. That's about as celebrity so, as it right. gets. So, man, I, I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> well. No, I've, I've been there. And, you know, there are guys and gals that go to Chad's church that, you know, you would know them as A-listers in Hollywood and, and music and you name it. And uh, Rob's looked after some of these guys and gals and... Uh, it's great when you talk to Rob outside of the podcast that there are people that we would know of in the media that um, are still hungry to know Jesus. Yeah. And has it got to be hard? I, I remember we talked about this with yeah. Bear Grylls, um, with Mar- you know, Martin Smith was on, and he's one of Bear Grylls' best friends. And Bear Grylls in the UK, you know, he's like. Ryan Seacrest over here, like he can't go anywhere without being recognized. And so for him to walk into a church pulls the attention away from what the church is there for because everyone's like Bear Grylls is in the room and they want to get autographs and all this type of stuff. And so Bear actually has to do church at his home and he invites people that he's close to like Martin and other people to come and do worship and preach and because he knows that if he walked into a church the attention isn't on what's going on in the church then it's on yeah. him yeah and uh and so i appreciate zoe and and rob and chad and what they do for the folks that feel they can get into a building without being hounded love it yep. so, love so, their heart. so rob thank you for yeah, rob and you could see on. rob um you only could hear him but we could see him when we recorded that and I, I just he's Mr. GQ, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I joked with him that Andy and I were in a magazine spread, but it's a magazine called PU. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that's good stuff. It is really good. Well, before we go into Tate and his mate, which is a segment we do on the podcast where you've got to try and guess one of my English words or sayings. We're going to do something a bit different. We're going to do something different because of this. I like to listen to Tate and his mate with my mom, and I think Chuck should make up a word for Andy. That was Peyton. That was, yeah. And he uh, listens to the show. In fact, let me, let me get it right, because I know this family... The mom actually lets him just listen to Tate and his mate at the end bit because they, you know, he's a younger kid. Sure. Don't know what the content's going to be like. We never go there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, so Peyton gets to hear Tate and his mate and they listen every week. So Peyton, you are the best. And uh, thank you for bringing that um, that in uh, question in through Anchor. Yes. So if you would like us to read your message, go to RevivalTownPodcast.com, click on Listen Here, and then 
when you get to the next page, there will be a button that says, leave a message. Leave us a message. We'll play it. Peyton, we read your message, but not only did we... No, we didn't read it. We played it. Not only did we listen to your message, we are going to make happen what you suggested and today i'm taking this mate i am giving you a word an american word my english friend even though you've lived in america for like 50 years now is it no no, no. 30 years 30 years so i'm gonna ask you so i'm gonna give you this word okay but i want you to tell me what it is so i got you probably don't understand what i'm talking about so i'm gonna say Let's just do it, right? Yep. Here we go. You got to guess this. Kay. Mystery meat in America is what? <laughs> <laughs> Mystery meat. Mystery meat. Not a not a mince pie with meat in it. This is an American in America. Yeah. Mystery meat is called what? Woo! Do I got you? Mystery meat. What is mystery meat? When somebody says mystery meat, what are they referring to? I, uh, now I could go two ways. It could be actual meat or it could be a place where we're going to connect like a meat. Like we're going to mystery okay, no, meat. Nope. Nope. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not a, I'll tell you. It's, uh, it's, it's okay. not a, it's not a place where we would gather, but it is something that you would eat. Mystery. What is mystery meat? M E A T, not M E E T. Is mystery meat some form? <laughs> I'm going to throw a date in his mate at you. Is it some form of haggis? Of what? <laughs> No, we're not doing date his mate that way. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> is it like a, a weird sausage? <laughs> It is not a weird sausage. But that's a pretty good guess. I mean, there's some mystery meat and some hot dogs, right? (laughs) So it's not a weird sausage, but that was fantastic. That made my day. Um, Now I know what you feel like when I have to guess at this stuff. So Peyton, you rock. All right, you give up? Give up. Spam. Oh. Mystery meat is spam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Peyton- you, know what spam st- you know what spam stands for, right? What? Spoiled ham. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> spam. No. But anyway, yeah. Hey, that was fun. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. And I even threw a taint in his mate. You don't know what haggis is, do you? Do you know what I haggis- don't. I don't. Uh, like some kind of... What would you say is mystery sausage? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that for another week where I'll bring out haggis because you're gonna, you're gonna. Oh yeah, it's nasty. It's, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's a Scottish delicacy. Okay, that's all I'm gonna and say. It's, and it's called what? Haggis. Haggis. Yeah. Haggis. Uh, See, I'm, pass, not prepared, hey. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Hey, Mike, can you spoiled. pass me the haggis? Yeah, it's okay. like I'll have haggis with mash, or you know okay. what I mean, like haggis. Okay, all right. It's a meat. So I, I promise not to Google it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm here now. We, we've, we've, okay. Just talk a little bit. Okay, all right, Peyton. Thank you so much. This was, this was a great. I, I kind of like the. We're flipping the script here on Tate and his mate. Flipping the script on Revival Town podcast. Hope you're enjoying Spummer. <laughs> So uh, apparently, 
I'm going to have to guess what haggis is right now. I'm, we're, we're not going to make you wait till the next episode, are we? You ready? I'm ready. A Scottish dish consisting of a sheep's or calf's offal, which is like the innards, mixed with suet, oatmeal, seasoning, and boiled in a bag. Listen, traditionally one made from the animal's stomach. I don't even have words to describe that. It's called haggis. Haggis. Now listen to haggis. this. Haggis. I can I think of not... a few other words that we well, call Well, listen that. to this. I just, just read uh, this. I, uh, I just read this. In 1971, it became illegal to import haggis into the USA from the UK. Well, good job, America. Due to a ban on food containing sheep lung. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> And people in America complain about spam. <laughs> oh my goodness. Haggis. Haggis uh, is well, a what Scottish... are we for supper? Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the inside of a Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They even say it's very, very dangerous. High uh, in saturated uh, fat. Okay. So uh, there you go. Haggis. Haggis. I'm never gonna have that. I'm never having haggis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, we want you to connect with us. So please go on our social media feeds, Revival Town podcast. Um, Also, you can uh, follow us um, and let people know about following us through our website. It's a great way. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Also, uh, leave a message. Click on the listen button on the website and that will take you to our anchor page. And you can just click message and you'll be able to leave a voice message that you may get to hear on the conversation that me and chuck have yeah you're right yeah i'm i'm good this was this was fun i'm 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 still stuck on haggis i'm thinking about that i'm like i'm getting sick (laughs) yep it's uh as as most people would say it they think that it was a dare in scotland Uh, (laughs) rather than a meal or dare all right go on eat haggis yeah so uh well chuck thank you for doing this again we I love doing this every week. We always say it at the end, but uh, it's highlight of the week. So uh, thanks again. And everyone, let people know about Revival Town Podcast. Speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Oh,